What is relevant is the implementation of a new strategy that will win this war. A war we cannot lose. But we're not winning it. Yet. This new strategy can change that. How about a strategy to bring the troops home? So leave. That's not an option? Okay, let's, uh, let's play this out. We walk, and Afghanistan reverts back to the Taliban. Only now the Taliban has metastasized into something infinitely more vicious and potent because they're now 2-0 versus superpowers. They butcher the people who helped us, who voted, who were stupid enough to put their faith in our word. So call it not only the end of hope for tens of millions of Afghans, but the end of American credibility. The end of America is a force for righteousness in the world. When did America And when we're forced become, to go back in a couple of years, and please quote me on this, we'll be squared off against a shattered Iraq, a hopeless Afghanistan, and a nuclear Iran. How many troops are we going to need then? I guarantee you'll be adding some zeros. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks of taking all the good we got And turning it back Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one willing to bleed Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the hell at my TV For telling me, yeah Everybody. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I used uh, open up with that clip from a movie called uh, Lions for Lambs, um, a movie I have actually never seen. But I remember when it came out, and uh, the reviews were not good. And uh, and it's uh, Tom Cruise and Meryl Streep, and I believe Robert Redford um, in that movie. Three actors that I that I really uh, like. Um, as actors, three actors that I absolutely despise politically. And, uh, when they, they create a movie like this, and this is some of the stuff that I read about it, I'm saying, I'm not going to sit there and, and watch this thing. But you know, what's funny is this came out 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago. And, uh, Tom Cruise who's playing a Senator apparently because she calls him Senator in the scene. Um, had it exactly right. They had it exactly right. They saw very clearly whoever wrote this, whoever wrote this movie, um, very clearly that what's going to happen if we pull out of Afghanistan, and uh, and we're and we just saw that happen. 
We just saw that happen. And maybe I should have used that scene a month or two ago. Um, but I'd never seen it. And, uh, one of my, uh, one of my listeners, one of my, uh, friends now, uh, that we actually got to meet at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, book signing, uh, Dave Van Buren sent that to me and I go, wow, I'd never seen that one. That's so timely. And, uh, as I, as I watch what's going on in this country daily, um, I just can't believe the idiocy. And I just wanted to use this. I just wanted to use a scene. Um, to open the show that that went good with uh, that song that was Aaron Lewis, Am I the Only One? It came out about three months ago. Um, not very fast, so I didn't uh, didn't use it uh, to open a show yet. Um, but you know, am I the only one who's willing to bleed um, and and sees the idiocy of what's going on? And uh, what a what a great what a great uh, what a great song. And and I'm noticing. There's more and more. You remember, uh, in the last ten or fifteen or twenty years, there's not been. You know, I think about the significance of the movie of the song that I used in my 9/11 uh, show. Uh, Have you forgotten? That was so impactful at the time. Um, not so much now, twenty years later, but uh, doesn't seem to be as impactful to what's happening today. But at 9/11, it was, and then you had uh, Toby Keith with. Uh, uh, courtesy, the red, white, and blue American soldier. Um, a few other songs that I could think of, um, that were, uh, and, and there's some country songs in a, in a, in a few, mostly country because country guys are more patriotic than the rock guys. But now, um, my, I got a, I got a, a few songs from, uh, some new guy. I'm going to use them next week. I'm going to use, uh, uh, one next week. Uh, that even rappers now we got now we got rappers that are rapping about the idiocy of what's going on in America um, because this is consuming everybody. This is you know I can remember in the in the Reagan years Jackson Brown Don Henley you know some of my favorite some of my favorite people and I use some of those some of those songs now um, you know and uh, I prayed for America I was made for America um, you know lives in the balance and. The end of the innocence and some of these songs that were really that were really at the time um, kind of protest songs, kind of uh, kind of um, kind of insulting Reagan and insulting you know America for for our stances. But you know, hey, we love America, but why are we why are we standing for this? And uh, and today they today they sound good. Um, but at the time, you know, uh, people use, uh, Bruce Springsteen's born in the USA. That's a protest song. That's not a, that's not a, uh, uh, I'm proud to be an American. That's a protest song. And, uh, but anyway, you're seeing, you're going to see more of it. So maybe I'll start using more, uh, current songs instead of classic rock all the time. I use some actual, uh, 2021 music, uh, to do that. But anyway, these are the, these are the things that I notice happening in America and I seen it happen in pop culture, and I'm sure there'll be some some good newer movies that are actually portraying this. Because how do you not write about it? I mean, this is impacting all of us. And uh, but it's I have I have a few other uh, current observations uh, as a, that I'm seeing, and I'll talk about those throughout the the show today. Um, but. Before I get any farther, for those of you that don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, Planet Home Lending. 
Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One more time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me regarding financing or real estate, and but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, Go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo. That'll take you to my lending page. Put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle, whether that's to uh, refinance a piece of property that you own or purchase a property that you'd like to own, and whether that's in California, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, um, if you want to get it, if you want to get an escape from California house or you already have one and you need some financing on it, call me. I'm your guy. Um, if you want any part of the show replayed, also stay on edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page and you can hear the show as well as several past shows. You can also get on the download on where you can actually subscribe for it on Apple podcast. Um, so if you've got an Apple phone or if you have access to iTunes, Apple podcast, you can do that as well. Um, and listen to it on demand. Um, connect with me on social media. I'm at Ed Hoffman on Twitter. I'm at Big Ed Hoffman everywhere else. The Facebook page for the show is facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And if you have comments on the show, email to ed at edhoffman.net. Ed at edhoffman.net. That's uh, for comments on the show. Also, don't forget about Experience Matters. Here's mine, my book that uh, came out last month, um, my way of sharing experiences with you. And uh, and don't forget about this book is a great, great idea for, for uh, uh, Christmas gifts for uh, your friends, your kids, young adults, teenagers. Um, it's great experience. It's, great, uh, it's a great book for that. Um, and you know what? Um, I'm hearing a lot back from people that are that have read it that are talking about, man, uh, this could be my life story as well. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Hey, the, the book titles, Experience Matters, Here's Mine. But you know what? These aren't just my experiences. These are your experiences. These are everyone's experiences. And what I put together is these experiences and the lessons that you learn. The book isn't, isn't the life story of Ed Hoffman. It's, hey, these are, these are some experiences I had, and this is what I learned from them. And these are what you should be learning from. And so many people say, well, you know, th- this could have been my book, or I could have written this book. And I think the thing I, I, I want to get across is these are the experiences that we all go through. We all have our price to pay. You know, God doesn't, won't, won't get you to where he wants, where he wants you to be without making you pay the price. And the key is when you go through those experiences to learn from them, to, to, to learn from those things. Um, I'll throw in an experience I had this week, um, that, um, my wife, Dawn, uh, is having some issues with her heart and, I went with her to the cardiology cardiology appointment on Tuesday to make sure she didn't she didn't sugarcoat it or make light of it. And uh, the cardiologist admitted her to the hospital while we were there. And uh, the COVID thing, the COVID thing, you know, it's um, she had a she had a, a procedure on her heart called an ablation on Wednesday, 
it completely, completely saved her life. The doctor said that her heart was pumping at 15% and, and she, as soon as she came out of the, out of the anesthesia, she's breathing clear and she, she feels great. I don't think I've seen that. I feel great look on her face in a long, long time. And, uh, and, uh, I thank the doctors for that, but our kids coming to visit her went through such, such a pain in the butt exercise to get in to visit their mom for, for 15 minutes. And after they left, I say, Hey, um, sorry, you had to, had to jump through so many hoops to get to see your mom for 15 minutes. And they said, had to be done. And I'm, and I'm proud of my kids in that I've taught them to recognize price, the price in their lives. When, when life, when life is tough, life is tough for everyone, recognize it's part of your price and you're supposed to learn from all those prices. And, uh, and, you know, I point out some things they should learn from this and, and to recognize what's going on in this country. But, you know, it's, it's so important to learn from those experiences and to recognize these are, these are, are life lessons. Every kind of, any kind of hardship that you go through, you're supposed to learn. And this is some of the things that, these are the things I point out in the book. And, uh, on top of how to get rich in real estate, starting at ground at, 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 uh, at property number one and how to recognize a lot of things going on in this country. And, uh, anyway, um, trying to teach you I'll tell and I'll tell you the one other thing is this covid thing um I was in the hospital I have not been vaccinated I have not had a covid test and I was in the hospital with my wife with no mask on and uh after they let her out of surgery and I came through the other door of at Loma Linda University Medical Center they said have you had a you have a vax card no do you have a uh do you have a negative test in the last 3 days no well you're not coming in I said well I've been in this hospital for 18 of the last 24 hours you're not going to stop me from coming in and uh I said, well you you must have gone in through emergency no I walked right past this desk uh yesterday Oh, well, uh, well, it must have been before anyone was here. 11.15 in the morning. Say, you're just, this, is all, this is all BS. And uh, Thursday, Thursday, my daughter had extra over-the-counter uh, um, test and uh, when she got at CVS. And uh, she goes, hey, there's two tests in here. You want to use it just so you don't have to hassle when you go see mom? Um, sure, I'll do that. So it takes 15 minutes and it gives you a little test. I took a picture of the test with my phone next to it so they could see the date and time and my driver's license. And I walked in there. Do you have a a vax card? No. Do you have a negative test? No. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I did one half an hour ago. And I showed it to them. They didn't kind of, they didn't really look at it. Um, It's all BS. It's just, it's just idiocy to make life harder than it needs to be. Anyway, so keep in mind there's a way to get there's a way to get past this this idiocy without uh having too much problem um in that those easy easy to do uh uh and then you know what the test doesn't have my name on it doesn't have my name on it I just told her it was mine it could have been anybody's so just so you know this is all just to see this is just to see how much we'll take recognize this for what it is and don't put up with it 
So anyway, now that I've used uh, almost my whole half, first half of the show telling you my experiences from this week, um, I'll just finish. I'll just finish that little section by uh, thank you God for answering everybody's the army of people's prayers uh, for Don and saving my wife's life, and uh, thank you to the surgeons in uh, in uh, at Loma Linda University Medical Center, even though that. Uh, it's a bunch of politics in there. The doctors saved my my wife's life, and I thank I thank God for guiding them and for the technology and the knowledge. Anyway, so uh, before I get into the experience, uh, you can get it now. Um, get it now on EdHoffman.net. Um, tickets are still available for the next uh, Mala Comedy Night, which is uh, next weekend in Long Beach on the seventh, which is uh, Katie Hopkins. I'll be there. I'll be there. Katie Hopkins is going to be the the main event uh, there, and uh, but I'll be there. Scott McAfee will be there. Uh, I'll also be selling and signing books there as well. Uh, that's Long Beach. Go to Mala Comedy. M A L A. Make America Laugh Again. M A L A Comedy if you want to get tickets, and I'll see you there. Um, let's talk about what's happening. I've got about uh, eight minutes of the first half left. Uh, Tony Fauci's evil empire. We call him Lord God, Tony Fauci, to poke fun at how the left reveres him. But now there's evidence Tony Fauci truly is the head of an evil empire of medical experiments, not just on humans, but on innocent animals as well. This week, a bipartisan letter demanding answers from Tony Fauci and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the agency uh, he directs under the National Institute of Health. Um, House members, mostly Republicans, by the way, want Fauci to explain himself in response to allegations from the White Coat Waste Project, a nonprofit that aims to stop taxpayer-funded experiments on dogs, cats, monkeys, and other animals. Uh, In this case, the group's allegation is that Fauci's agency signed off on a massive grant to fund cruel experiment on beagle puppies in the African country of Tunisia. Our investigators show our investigators show that Fauci's NIH division shipped part of a $375,800 grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagles and lock their heads in mesh cages filled with hungry sand flies so the insects could eat them alive. White Coast Waste told the website Changing America. They all they also locked the beagles alone in cages in the desert overnight for nine consecutive nights to use them as bait to attract infectious sand flies. Allegedly, 44 beagle puppies, cute little puppies, were used in North Africa laboratory, and some of the dogs had their vocal cords removed so scientists could work without that incessant barking. You know, things that dogs do naturally. The White Coat Waste Project was also first to point out that U.S. taxpayers helped fund the bat experiments at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and we all know what those experiments led to. So this is a reliable resource, despite what Spectrum News Spectrum News, if you have Spectrum Cable, said to uh, this week while they interviewed Fauci, basically kissing his butt and helping to spread spread uh, misinformation that this didn't happen and that people should uh, should not be concerned with their with their uh, constitutional rights uh, when being mandated to to uh, have a needle stuck in their arm and inject who knows what uh, in order to keep their job. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually going to contact Spectrum News because all the new cable boxes, and I, and I have them because they're convenient and it's got good internet. But all the newer boxes, if you've had your, if, have had your uh, cable box replaced, the newer ones, when you turn them off, when you turn back on, it goes to Channel One Spectrum News, and this is so far left. 
Um, I just don't want to go to dish because it's just seemed unreliable when I had it. Um, but it angers me. So back to the, back to the, the, uh, animal project, uh, problems. Um, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Most of uh, us know as PETA, uh, is all over this. Here's PETA vice president, Kathy Guillermo Tuesday on Tucker. There's no reason for the disgrace that this experiment is. And unfortunately, it's just the tip of the iceberg of what's going on at NIH. NIH buys thousands of dogs. They subject them to experiments that only Freddy Krueger could think up. And all of this have to, has to change. You know, the last time I was on here with you, I said that NIH Director Francis Collins needs to go. And fortunately, yes. since then, he's announced his resignation. Now the rest of the NIH directors need to go, too. And while the dog experiments are the most disturbing, there's plenty of horror to go around. Here's PETA VP on how the NIH has been using our money to torture monkeys as well. This is driven by funding. So there's money available, so the experiment takes place, but it doesn't necessarily help science or any people. It's just they need to spend the money. That's what we know, and they spend about $19 billion of it every year on animal experiments, even though we know that these experiments are not going to find cures and treatments for human beings. And if you look at their other laboratories, right inside NIH's laboratory in Maryland, experimenter Elizabeth Murray, as we exposed last year, brain damages monkeys and then tries to frighten them in tiny cages with plastic snakes and spiders. This kind of experimentation goes on all the time. If you look at the Primate Center at University of Washington, they're full body irradiating monkeys, destroying their immune system completely. And we're all paying for this. There's no reason to do it. It needs to stop. And what can they learn from these mis- from these experiments? You got a, just a bunch of sick a-holes that hey, we're the United States giving them money, so let's so let's let's just screw with animals and and just torture them. For what reason? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think I can't think of it. Um but me, but meanwhile, meanwhile, the Centers for Disease Control has its own experimentation happening on humans. Uh, the COVID vaccine booster shot, which I probably won't have time to finish this subject before the break, but I'll start on it anyway. So CDC Director Rochelle Walensky went on to meet the press to respond to concerns about CDC's new advice that it's okay to mix and match the brand of vaccines you get. In other words, the CDC is now saying it's safe to get a Moderna booster if you got a, va- a Pfizer vaccine. Here's the here's host Andrea Mitchell doing her best to help Olinsky uh, with comforting scientific with the comforting scientific idea that confusion is good for the body. Now, I've spoken to a couple of doctors, some of our experts, who say that confusion is actually good for the body. That if you had Moderna, two shots of Moderna, well, try the Pfizer booster and vice versa. Is it good for people to get something that does have a different kind of antibody for that? COVID spike? Um, you know, that's an important uh, question, and it's not necessarily one we have definitive science on right now. We will absolutely be studying that. But what we do know is that it looks very effective. It looks effective in the clinical studies. It looks effective in the antibody studies, and it looks very safe as well. So if you had two shots of uh, Pfizer, it's okay to take the Moderna booster. Um, I've done some extensive uh extensive uh research if you take two shots of patron tequila and then you decide to boost it up with uh with a shot of uh myers rum or uh or gray goose vodka it's not good to mix and match because it turns into uh 
to violent vomiting the next morning, uh, if not before. Um, and maybe this uh, confusion, you know, maybe this is an explanation for, uh, for Joe Biden. Confusion is good. Confusion is good for the body. Um, I don't know. This just doesn't make any, you know, because Biden seems to be confused and uh, in his brain and his body. Um, maybe the confusion is good for his body. So we keep his body alive. But his brain is certainly certainly not there and confusion is bad for running a country so anyway i'm going to continue this uh this line of uh thinking and this line of of talking about in the second half but i'm all uh, all out of time for the first half so stay tuned for five minutes of uh, weather traffic sports and commercials and i'll be right back with lots more to talk about am i the only one sitting here Holding on, holding back my tears For the ones who paid with the lives they gave God bless the USA Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio because if you're not in the market, uh, you probably think it's boring. Um, but if you are in the market, if you're not sure if you should be uh, making some moves on uh, on refinancing or purchasing, is it a good time to sell? I think so. Is it a good time to buy? Mm, if you find the right deal and if you're and if you're buying a house to live in, um, it's not about the money. If you're buying a house to live in, it's about uh, well, it's basically about making your wife happy. Um, or in the case of uh, if you live in California, you're thinking about uh, getting out. That's a, that's another consideration, but you make sure that your wife's happy about it before you do that. Um, last thing that you should be considering is if you're uh, if you're over sixty two or one of one of the two spouses are. Um, there's a great product called a reverse mortgage, and if you wanted someone to talk to you straight about the pros and cons of this, um, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero. 2020 or go to edhoffman.net click on the planet home lending logo and uh do the cyber thing and we'll help you fix up your uh fix up your present to fit your future so anyway uh in the first half in the first half we were uh talking about uh um what the nih the national institute of uh of health is uh funding on experiments going on with animals and now we're now we're talking about uh, how the CDC saying it's good to mix it's okay to mix mix and match what uh what brand booster you have uh, with what brand uh vaccines you took if you were uh if you were uh if you were I don't want to say dumb enough if you chose if you chose to to let them vaccinate you with something for uh for uh to for a for a vac for a uh, virus that they're just using to scare scare us to take control of this country with. Um, so we talked about uh, how they're saying confusion is good for the body. Next, Andrea Mitchell asked Walensky, 
um, Rochelle Walensky, um, of the, which who's the CDC director. Next, she asked her, with all this focus on the boosters, aren't we forgetting about all the poor, uneducated Americans who haven't got the vaccine at all? Now, the other problem that begins to develop is that just during the last couple of weeks, we're seeing more people getting boosters than getting their first shots. So is all the focus on boosters going to take away from the bigger problem, which is to get more people vaccinated, at least with, with their first doses? Andrea, this is such an important point. We have 64 million Americans who have still not yet rolled up their sleeves. Today, we are continuing active outreach, active communication, active um, discussions with trusted messengers to really work to scale that up. 64 million Americans have not rolled up their sleeves. I bet you it's more than that. I'll bet you it's way more than that. Um, Maybe that just means adults. So 64 million Americans have, have chosen. Not. I take offense to the fact they say, poor, uneducated Americans who haven't gotten the vaccine at all. You know what? Some of us are not poor and some of us are not uneducated. And, and we're choosing not to roll up our sleeves to let them stick a needle in our arm for something that chances are we're not going to get. And if we get it, chances are we're not going to die. And uh, chances are that they don't know. They don't know. They don't know about what these things do and I'll, and I'll go off, go off subject, uh, and, and just use an example about steroids. And, uh, uh, at one point, at one point in my arm wrestling career, um, I said, Hey, you know what? I know guys that use steroids and they were, they were doing oral things like Diana ball back then. And I said, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And, you know, unless I go pro, unless I go pro and I, and I was talking to a, uh, a veterinarian uh, endocrinologist, I think it is, that experiment that does deals with steroids for animal treatment. And he said, you know what? The, the problem is, is we know some things that these things do. And it's not a question of, of us, of us. Uh, it's not a question of knowing, of not knowing what they, um, what they do. It's, or not knowing what they won't do. It's there's, there's so many things that we don't know that they do. There's so many things that we know that steroids can fix. And there's so many other things that we don't just not sure about all the things that this does. And that's what we're doing with these, with these vaccines. And there's another experience that I experienced when my kids were little and I was coaching, uh, coaching uh, AYSO soccer for one season. And I got paired up with this guy at a coaching clinic and he informed me about uh, some of the stuff that people put in their bodies. And we just don't know. We just don't know everything they do. So, you know, if you, uh, if they stick these needles in your arm, Hey, maybe they, maybe they do some help to keep the virus away, but maybe they don't. And maybe they, maybe they'll start to have a, a, a second head grow out of your shoulder. We don't know, you know, we don't know enough about this. And why are we sticking them in people that, that, uh, that don't need them. And especially when we talk about the kids, um, don't they deserve to be experimented on too? I don't think they do, but here's what, uh, what uh, Rochelle Walensky says about that. Let's talk about kids, 5 to 11. The initial data is certainly reporting there is really a, a positive effect and very low risk. Uh, you're going to have the advisory, the FDA advisory on Tuesday. Just when do you think 
that these children, these little children, could get vaccinated. Between the ages of 5 to 11, the FDA will be reviewing those data this week. They will have a lot of science to review, and over the coming week, we are hopeful to hear from them by the beginning of the following week, and that's when the CDC will have their meeting, um, and I will be ready to take action if all of that goes smoothly. You have a fully one-fourth of the American parents saying that, that under no circumstances would they let their kids get vaccinated. A third would, a third want to wait and see, but one in four do not want to ha have vaccinations, even though for decades children have been vaccinated. So how do you reach those? And if you don't reach those people, that's a big number. So we have done a huge amount of hard work over the last 10 months, education, communication, providing information, getting vaccines to, um, to really convenient places, trusted messengers, making sure those vaccines are in pediatricians' offices and children's hospitals where the, and pharmacies where parents trust, um, trust vaccines being given. And so we're doing absolutely all of that hard work now, and we have that hard work to come for both our children as well as our parents and for the 64 million people who have yet to roll up the sleeves themselves. So much misinformation in this stuff. And you know what? Some people watching Meet the Press might just be watching this and say, look, this is all just safe. And it's this is this is such BS. You know what? Um, we've had very positive effects and it's very low risk. No one's ever died age 5 to 11 from covid and some of you guys are going to send me some stuff that says they did. They've they they can say, hey, these kids died and they had COVID and that gave them. You know what? When the when the insurance companies are paying you extra money when when you say they died of COVID when they really died of something else, um, follow the money, follow the money. I just don't believe it. So, uh, from what I'm from the from the information that I've looked at, nobody aged five to eleven. So if there's no risk. Why are we sticking a needle in their arms and sticking something that we don't know what it is or what the well you know we're going to have the CDC the, we're going to have the CDC or the or the FDA or somebody uh, de determine you know it's very low risk and it's very it's very positive positive uh, effects you know if it ain't broke don't fix it kid don't get this you don't need to do it and uh, you know we're 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 educating people and communicating with them stop Blowing that BS up. Stop blowing smoke up uh, parents' at butts on this stuff. Um, you know, hey, we've been vaccinating kids for years and years and years. Yeah, for polio and German measles. Diseases we know that kill people or cripple people. And we know that the, the vaccines are safe. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just saying vaccinate, vaccinate the kids for what they need to be vaccinated against. COVID's not one of them. Watch what's going on here. Recognize what's happening. Recognize the the lessons here. Recognize the price that the price that we're paying. See this. See these. See these. Uh, these lessons and the confusion and the chaos in this country for what they are. They're part of our price to wake wake the hell up to what's going on. Wake up. Make sure your kids know that. Make sure your kids know how to think. Because we're raising, we're ra I know I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really feel bad for, for the, the country that we're leaving for my grandkids. And I'm making sure that my, that my kids, uh, and for what I can, for what I can teach my grandkids while I'm still on this earth, um, I'm making sure that they understand so they can pass that on.
So if you've been quiet about it, uh, open your mouth. It's time to start being quiet. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up next month. That's the perfect time to talk politics and religion. Tell people to have faith in God and not faith in our government. And tell people to, uh, to wake up to the politics because the politics are trying to replace God. All right, let's talk about the next idiotic thing going on, the gender agenda. A mob of 3,000 migrants trampled Mexican police this week while chanting Joe Biden's name on the way to the border. But border czar, Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, has more important matters to deal with, like her gender agenda. The Biden-Harris administration, I guess that's what we're supposed to be calling it, right? Uh, Unveiled this 42-page agenda this week, calling it the National Strategy on Gender Equity and Equality. Uh, Harris tweeted out, President Biden and I released the first ever national gender strategy. This is our vision for the future of our nation, one that is bold in strategy and one that this moment calls for. What the hell? You know what? You know what? Why is gender strategy part of the vision for the future of our nation? What you know? What I don't get it. I don't get it. If they can't, if they can't get us uh, uh, focused on 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 the different colors of our skin, now we're going to talk about the new genders and the gender benders things that are going on. Um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Gender equality and equity. I don't get it. I don't get it. So uh, large parts of the 42-page deal with priorities most Americans already support, like fighting domestic violence and mental illness. So I guess uh, gender equality, uh, that has something to do with fighting domestic violence because uh, one gender usually beats up on the other gender in domestic violence. Um, although I've seen it both ways. And mental illness. So mental illness, is that bent towards one gender or the other? I think I've seen uh, mental illness on both sides. Um, and if you're married, you have to deal with your other genders, I guess. So what does this mean for uh, same-sex couples? Uh, there's no uh, equity or equality there because they're both the same gender. So when one of them goes goes crazy, uh, there's no gender issues there because they're the same gender. This is this is idiotic, um, but it also contains plenty of language on defending abortion rights. Of course, um, does that mean that we're going to get gender equality there? So if uh, if a guy doesn't want to abort his baby that he's stuck in the other gender, because I don't care what you say, uh, same sex couples aren't creating problems with abortion. Um, so is there going to be some equity there? So we're going to talk about abortion rights. Hey, uh, if you're a guy and you impregnate. Uh, your girlfriend uh, or your wife, and then you have something to say about it. So there's gender equity. I don't know. You can you can call this anything you want. And on page 25, it calls for a whole government approach to ending the gender gender inequalities of cash bail. Hey, guess what? If someone breaks the law, leave them in jail until they bring in the cash. Because we're seeing what happens when there's no cash bail. But uh, this is what uh, Kamala Harris is saying. We're also committed to increasing federal oversight and accountability for police departments and prosecutors' offices to address systematic misconduct, including gender bias and sexual misconduct. And we will work to end cash bail and reform our pretrial system, recognizing the harm these processes cause, particularly for black women and families. 
So what does that mean? Does that mean, are they trying to say that there's particular problems when there's cash bail because black men are being held in jail and the black women suffer when their husbands are in jail or black women are marrying white men or is it black women that are getting arrested and they can't come up with bail? I don't get it. I don't see where any of this stuff is. They're blowing smoke up our butts, folks. Meanwhile, Attorney General Merrick Garland, the, mo- the another another part of Mr. Magoo's family. Uh, I can't believe this guy. I can't believe this guy is was ever nominated to be a Supreme Court justice. And being the Attorney General puts him more in the public eye, so they can see what an idiot this guy is. Um, So he testified before Senate Oversight Committee to face more questions on his October 4th memo, stating that the Justice Department would be willing to prosecute concerned parents as domestic terrorists. Remember, last week, Garland claimed he knew nothing about the case of Loudoun County, Virginia father who was arrested for yelling at a school board meeting after his daughter was raped at school by a boy impersonating a girl. An incident the school covered up because it looked bad for their transgender bathroom agenda. This week, after students staged a walkout to protest the the district protecting the rapist over the victim, Garland all of a sudden knew about it. But he still claims his memo had nothing to do with prosecuting his rightfully rightfully angry dad in Loudoun County. Here's Tom Cotton grilling him on it. So you you keep citing the school board letter and news reports. News reports. One of the news reports cited in that letter, which you presumably mean, is from Loudoun County, Virginia. No, that's Scott, not. That is not um, uh, what I was talking about. Well, talking it, about, you keep citing news reports, yeah. and that's the most prominent news report that anyone in America has seen. That refers to Scott Smith, whose 15-year-old daughter was raped. She was raped in a bathroom by a boy wearing girls' clothes, and the Loudoun County School Board covered it up because it would have interfered with their transgendered policy during Pride Month. And that man, Scott Smith, because he went to a school board and tried to defend his daughter's rights, was condemned internationally. Do you apologize to Scott Smith and his 15-year-old daughter, Judge? Senator, anyone whose uh, child was raped as, uh, is a, a most horrific crime I can imagine and is certainly entitled and protected by the First Amendment to c- protest to their school board about this. But he was cited by the school board association that's fine, as a but domestic that's not, terrorist, which we now know that letter and those reports were the basis for your... No, this, this no is, Senator, this is that's wrong. Shameful. Judge, that's, this is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. That's not... Th- thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. Yeah, this Garland guy is completely unprepared. You remember uh, watching Bill Barr and being grilled by uh, senators and uh, and and uh, House representatives, and had a perfect perfect uh, hold a perfect hold of knowledge on the law and perfect hold of letting people push him around and lead him by his nose. Merrick Garland is not that guy. When Barack Obama took a break from his life of leisure to campaign for Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, he made a reference to this case, too, calling it a phony culture war invented by Fox News. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars. This fake outrage that the right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings. Instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people, that's a shame. Yeah, instead of uh, talking about serious problems that affect serious people, we're uh, talking about this stuff. I think this affects serious people, especially if that was your daughter that got raped in the in the bathroom at school. Here's Luke Rosiak, who's been reporting on the Loudoun County case for the Daily Wire. 
Well, yesterday the kid was convicted in court of both assaults. The first one that happened in a bathroom uh, where he was convicted of rape. Uh, and then the second one where the school didn't tell anyone it had happened, transferred him to a different school, and he was arrested in October 6th. Um, so, you know, I broke that story on your show a couple weeks ago and in the Daily Wire. And most of the media largely ignored it because they said it was unsubstantiated. Um, two days ago, Barack Obama alluded to it while campaigning with uh, Terry McAuliffe, calling it phony right-wing outrage. Uh, yesterday, everything was substantiated in court, including a bizarre detail that the fact that this kid was wearing a skirt is actually central to his defense. He claims that his wristwatch got caught on the skirt he was wearing while he was hanging out in the girl's bathroom, and that caused inadvertent sexual contact to occur. So Barack Obama, who really is a heartless monster, and I'm glad that's clear to everyone now, described the rape of a child as phony right-wing outrage? That, this is what, you know, he's talking about parents being up in arms in Virginia and basically claiming it's all cultural war stuff. Yeah, uh, so uh, apparently this kid's wearing a skirt, got his wristwatch caught on, the, on his skirt while he's hanging out in the girl's bathroom. Why are you hanging out in the girl's bathroom? You should be going to the bathroom if you're in the bathroom, whether you're the girls or the boys. But this guy wears a skirt, so he gets to walk into the girl's bathroom and, uh, you know, got his got his uh, his wristwatch caught on his skirt. And that caused some uh, some uh, inappropriate touching. And that caused him to rape. It's like, hey, I slipped on a I slipped on a banana peel. And, uh, and my, uh, my, my sexual part of my body slipped into this girl's sexual part of her body. <sighs> I didn't mean to do it. It just happened. I don't know. What kind of crap is this? This is, this is just, you know, use your brain folks. See what, see what this is going on. This is our cut. This is the leadership of our country trying to pull this, pull this over on us. This is what's going to cause revolution in this country. This is this is where we're going, folks. Uh, then let's talk about uh, the next the next idiotic thing going on. Uh, uh, Mr. Magoo Biden, uh, his sad sales tactics before Congress starts voting on on Biden's two failing infrastructure bills. Biden gave final sales pitch using the same tactics that have not worked so far, rambling incoherently, yelling at, at Americans, uh, gurgling noises at various parts of his bodies, and uh, just making no sense to anybody. Um, on Tuesday, he spoke to New Jersey audience while campaigning for Governor Phil Murphy, and at this point, the lines are so blurred between the two bills, the infrastructure bill and the Build Back Better, that Biden's comments on both sides of them are virtually interchangeable. Here's a montage of, uh, of, of uh, meaningless uh, sentence fragments. Any nation that out-educates us will out-compete us. That's why I resolve that we have to once again build America from the bottom up and the middle out. I've never seen a time in American history when the middle class did well, the wealthy didn't do very well. But I'm tired of trickle down. Trickle down doesn't, hadn't worked so much for the last 15 years for working class and middle class folks. That's why I propose two critical pieces of legislation. It's about rebuilding the arteries of America. And the Portal Bridge Project is showing why investments like this are so important. If the rails don't lock back in place exactly right, the bridge closes. And sometimes, you know what fixes it in the 21st century? A sledgehammer. Look, we're going to create jobs replacing lead water pipes so families can drink clean water. 
We're going to make sure high-speed internet is affordable and available everywhere in America. How many times you see people pulling up to McDonald's sitting outside during the pandemic so they could do their homework because they can get uh, get off of their, their uh, line. And we're going to invest in strengthening our infrastructure against the impacts of climate change. You know, just this year, we've global warming has caused over one trillion dollars. Excuse me, a hundred billion dollars. Hundred billion dollars in damage. Look, we haven't passed the transformation, the transformative infrastructure bill for a decade. Think about this. How many times under the, the former guy do we have? We had infrastructure weak. Not a single thing happened. We need to get this done. We never have an argument when we talk about with the wealthy. This is a tax cut. It changes the lives of the American people. <laughs> Folks, we have the most we have the most talented workforce in the world. What are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? So since Biden's uh, Thursday morning speech sounded like the same exact speech he gave Monday, let's hear the endorsement from Nancy Pelosi on Thursday afternoon. And so in this bill, I mean, imagine a half a trillion dollars in this framework that the president discussed, a half a trillion dollars, both in tax credits and and outlays of what we need to do uh, to protect the planet for the children. All three of these health planet child care, et cetera, are all about the children. They're also about jobs, 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 how people access them, jobs that are created by the new green technologies, uh, jobs that are part of the national security of our country that is necessitated by our protection of the environment. So when, again, the transformative agenda, the president was knowledgeable. I mean, he knows chapter and verse because he wrote this. He campaigned on this. Do you think that maybe we don't have our best and brightest leading this country? Seems quite obvious to me. Hey, uh, pay attention to what's going on out there, folks. Recognize the lessons that you're being taught right there. And uh, keep your eyes open, your brain clicked on. And uh, we'll be back again with you next week.